Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one crop-filled minute at a time. I was going to say cabbages. Cabbage-filled minute at a time? (laughs) Both work. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 53, which starts with Pippin yelling, Frodo, Mary, look, it's Frodo Baggins. (laughs) And ends with, never trust a brandy buck or a toque. No, he doesn't say never. He says, trust a brandy buck and a toque. But it's very sarcastic <laughs> yes. and angry. And that's Spoken Sam. by Sam. Yeah. Uh, this minute's pretty funny. There's some funny little things going on here. Yeah. The, uh, the kind of slapstick humor of them just smashing in to Sam and Frodo. Mm-hmm. Then they, they realize it is. They get right. They, it's very physical. It's a very yeah. physical minute. Mary stands right up and he's just like, oh, hey, Frodo, how's it going? <laughs> Sam gets up, dusts himself off, get off him and yeah, throws Pippin off Frodo. He gets so mad and he's he yells. possessive. Get off him. And he, right? It, it makes me wonder. He tosses yeah, Pippin. He, he, he tosses Billy Boyd like he weighs nothing. He just picks him up and shoves oh. him. <laughs> I mean, not that Billy Boyd doesn't look roughly half the size of Sean Astin. Yeah. So that's not terribly surprising. And then they they listing all the things they've stolen from Farmer Maggot in the last <laughs> few weeks. Carrots and cabbages, three bags of potatoes, some mushrooms. While they're running through the field being shouted at. Yeah. And their dogs barking. And what we hadn't realized at the time about Farmer Maggot. Right. Is that yeah. we've already seen him. Technically. Technically. Um. I don't remember exactly which minute it was. It was a few weeks ago. It was a few weeks ago. Uh, where the Black Rider says Shire Baggins. No, no Baggins here. They're on the Hobbiton. That yeah. guy was Farmer Maggot. That's supposed to be Farmer Maggot because he has the dogs. Yeah. So that, that scared little dog is now the dog angrily well, barking. Because I was realizing that um, looking through this section of the book, because uh, Frodo and Pippin and Sam encounter Farmer Maggot and they yeah. have like dinner with him and stuff. And Farmer Maggot tells them about an encounter that he had with a really mysterious, kind of creepy, cloaked dude that, like, talks to him and asks about where, you know, like, Frodo Baggins is or Baggins. And so I didn't realize that they lifted that, basically. I mean, they modified it, obviously, because the Black Riders don't really speak. They shriek, but... Like, I think that's really cool. Yeah. It's a little tidbit. Yeah. I never put that together before, that that was supposed to be Farmer Maggot. Yeah. Also because the voice sounds so different. And that's because it's voiced by a different guy than did the acting in the scene. Well, there you go. They they had the mix for the guy shouting angrily at Frodo and Mary and Pippin and Sam Mm -hmm. through through his field. And Peter Jackson listened to it, and he's like, oh, this is terrible. I don't like this. This guy's got no emotion. He doesn't sound angry. You, you do this. One of the other sound editors. The sound engineer. One of the sound engineers named uh, uh, Mike Hopkins actually did the voice for Farmer Maggot. And the guy that plays him in that previous scene is Cameron Rhodes. Yeah. Which is is interesting to me that Peter Jackson was just like, oh, no, no, that's that's bad. <laughs> probably why he only had a tiny bit part i mean he plays scared pretty well yeah it's true couldn't get riled up just couldn't get riled up (laughs) and then of course they have their 
And another like section of physical comedy, like the stop at the edge of the cliff. It's like right out of a cartoon. Yeah, it really is. Everyone puts the brakes on. It's like whoop, whoop, whoop. And then the fat guy hits them and they all fall. Like you, if this was a cartoon, they would do like the screeching brake yeah. sound effect. Little... Yeah. And then when Sam hit them, it would be like uh, like a big kettle drum, like yeah. ba-boom. And then they like <laughs> roll down the, the hill. Yeah. You know what sound effect that... I was kind of listening for, but is really not very prevalent in their roll down the hill. Mm. The clanging of Sam's pots and pans. Which we hear in the previous minute when he's running. Right. And calling for Frodo. But we don't really. We hear it less in like through this minute than I feel like we should. The music is also much louder. Yeah. So it's probably just drowning some of it out. But I feel like the clanging of his pots and pans should be much louder. Also, we get a nice look at the fact that he's just carrying around sausages out in the open yeah. on his backpack. <laughs> I don't know if that's, like, sanitary. I mean, I guess it's better than packing them up with all their, you know, inherent grease and moisture right. with the in your pants in- or in the bread. <laughs> just shove an apple with your shit t-shirt, Frodo. <laughs> well, an apple's not going to stain it with grease and fat. Yeah, it is if it goes bad. I mean, not fat, but, and not grease, I guess, but juice. Juice. Have you ever, like... <laughs> well, now he probably has some applesauce. Badooch. <laughs> He's not the only one who broke something. So we get the the really comical, cartoony, like, stop, and then they roll down the hill. Which is then... like a like a ten second roll. Yeah. And then there's a poop joke. <laughs> that was close. Because there's just a pile of crap, literally. And Pippin's looking is like two inches away from it. And then they have you have the carrot. The I think I, I broke something. And he pulls out the carrot, which I think is hilarious. It's just it's, it, this whole section is just is very farcical. Yeah, it's it's very like. It's why I keep saying they're like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. It's the very quick-paced, like, farcical humor. Yeah. Because last time we saw them, yeah, they blew up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all about the physical comedy. Yeah. Mary and Pippin. Like, this, this movie is all about them being just, like, humorous in a physical way. Like, we even get to see them, like, comically try to climb the troll. Oh, they try their best. Later... Yeah. Moria, yeah. They're actually, like, trying, though. It's not like, you know, for laughs. And and throwing tiny rocks at orcs. They're trying their best. You leave them alone. Pippin is my favorite. I know. I will defend him. Small, tiny hobbits. I will defend him to the grave. And then Sam is just upset. Sam is incredibly possessive. I know we talked about this a little before, but holy crap. He's so mad. Trust a brandy bucket, a toque. A toque, not a took. A toque. But doesn't Gandalf say full of a took? Yes. Full, full of, of a, a took. Yes. Well, now I'm, now I'm like second guessing myself. Yeah, me too. Full of a took. Full of a took. That's so hard to say. Full of a took. Yeah. And apparently. It's too many oohs. Philippa. And Philippa Boynes and Fran Walsh went went to the source material to figure out exactly how they were supposed to say the name Took, Took, mm-hmm. whether or not it was Took or Took, because there was some question as to, like, what accent Billy Boyd should try to perform in. Well, it's Scottish. Right. 
but like whether or not he should stay like in a Scottish accent or if he should try to like force a slightly different accent, like yeah. to pronounce stuff differently. And at the end, they decided that just like his more natural accent just worked fine. Yeah. Because it's Tuke and like the head of the family is called a Thane and they invented golf. That's true. I forgot about that. So they're very much Scottish. Yeah. Huh. So instead of trying to fake like a more, uh, they said like a Gloucester accent and be like a little less Scottish sounding. Yeah. In which Fran says in the comment, it's either Fran or Philippa says in the commentary that a lot of Billy's comedic timing didn't come through when he was trying to put on a different accent. Yeah, because then he was thinking about it too much. Right. So then they decided it was fine to just let him go. You know what's really funny if you just ascribe, like, general Scottish people to the Took family mm. is all this talk about how Bilbo's mother <laughs> was a Took and how that just, like, inherently, like, like, oh, Scot like Scottish people versus, like, you know, very upper crust yeah, English. It's very much like United Kingdom, like kind of racism. Like you're not from the right part of the country. Well, not even like racism, because it's. I mean, but it's just like. I mean, it is. It's and very. It isn't. It's very like classist. Yeah. At the very least, but even the the Tooks are Tooks. The. Well, they're like kind of well to do for the area they're from, right? But they're still they're, like but looked they're down like, on. Looked down on. They're looked down on because they're from that area it's like okay so it's just like the english looking down on the Scottish. yeah it's like um amy pond like yeah. from doctor who like amy pond the scottish girl in english village that's literally like bilbo's mother like, yeah <laughs> that's true it's a scottish girl doing in a little english because town. she lives like they moved to hobbiton yeah and hobbiton is like the quintessential english not brit like english village yeah and I think that's really fun. Like, I'd never really it's put a, that it's together. A, it's a bit more of the the Anglo-Saxons pooping on the Celts. Yeah. Man. Tolkien, though. <laughs> yeah. He just, he just slipped it in there. I mean, and it, it makes sense in the context of this is supposed to be a mythology for the United Kingdom, like yeah. the British Isles. Yeah. Because, like, Scott's got to come from somewhere, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You know. Might as well be this guy. <laughs> and that probably also leads to, like, this part of Bilbo's, like, reputation probably comes from the fact that his father married down. Yeah. So, up to that point, he'd been trying to be as English as possible. Right. And then Gandalf's like, hey, come slay a dragon with me. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's really... F I had never put that together but that's also like because he did he, in he invented golf didn't he like by like whacking the head a of a goblin off? into like a gopher hole yeah <laughs> and that's golf was born and that's like Philippo's what great great grandfather uh, great grandfather or great great yeah it's either great or great great yeah. I don't remember the old took yeah no not the old took no that's the one that's currently it's, a, alive. it's like a couple generations before the old took yeah because they all live in that big hobbit hole. It's like Meerkat Manor over there. Like <laughs> yeah. The, the Tooks all share one space. Yeah. And then you have... Um, They're like one big communal family, which might also like lead to being looked down on by like other sections of the Shire. And then you have like uh, the Brandy, Brandy Hall. Yeah. Is it? I, I, I don't it know. Is. 
probably. I think I just read. I don't remember a lot of the like little details about like the Brandy books and the Tooks. Yeah, but they're basically like neighbors. Yeah, they're from the same. So part. okay, so is Mary supposed to be like Welsh or just? <laughs> yeah, Welsh. He or... doesn't have the accent though. No, it's not the same. Yeah. Pippin though, Pippin's got an accent. Yeah. He's like the only person that's not like putting on an accent really. Because even Ian McKellen is speaking in a slightly different accent. That's true. Uh, Christopher Lee's not really. No, Christopher Lee's not. Um, Orlando Bloom's not, because he's no, British. Yeah, Orlando Bloom's not, because he's British. Most of the actors in this movie are putting on some kind of an accent. Yeah. Hugo Weaving? He's Australian, isn't he? No. I don't believe so. I thought he Hold was. Up. I believe Hugo Weaving is Australian. Um, and, uh, oh my god, Vigo Mortensen doesn't have an accent, does he? He has a bit of an accent. Yeah. Um. Everyone's trying to put on, like, a bit of the same kind of British accent if they don't have it. Yeah. Huh, I guess he is English, Aust Nigerian-born English-Australian film and stage actor. Wow, that is a mouthful. He was born in Nigeria. Good for you, Hugo Weaving. In 1960. Anyway, we'll get to him in, like, Another 30 minutes. Five months from now <laughs> or something. Another, like another six weeks. Oh, goodness gracious me. Uh, right after, I think we'll be arriving in Rivendell a little after Christmas, right around the new year. I know that the scene with the three trolls from The Hobbit is the very first week of January because I just looked it up for our guest that week. Oh, so, so that is it'll the first be, week of January. So it'll be like the end of January where we get to Rivendell. Finally. <laughs> I wish I part of me kind of wishes that Thanks if we had started Lord. if we had started this earlier, I would have really it would have been really cool if like the Council of Elrond was like the week of New Year's because it's like the middle of the movie. Yeah. That yeah. would have been cool. I mean, I really wanted to line it up with uh Bilbo's birthday falling on Bilbo's birthday. Yeah. But there was just no way. Yeah, it just it just wasn't gonna happen. The stars were not right. Yeah. Maybe we'll maybe we'll try to do more more things like that when we, we get to some of the it's other movies. It's just hard because the timeline is just so all over the place. Yeah. And it takes so long to get from like, you know I mean there's at least a year. In the movie, so, yeah. So what we've decided, so what we've decided about the timeline, as we've talked about it on air, basically, is that the movie starts in September. Yeah. And then Saruman confirms to us that it's now June. Well, no, they they cross the river Eisen at midsummer. So it's at least. And it took a while for Gandalf to go there. So let's say it's like mid July. At this point. But Frodo wakes up in Rivendell on the 24th of October. Right. So with the corn, we were saying... It must be later than that. Like late August? Yeah. Late August? Because yeah. the corn right and Right before the harvest? Yeah. Late August. So it's been about almost a year. Almost. Um, it's over a year by the time... Weathertop happens, right? Because he's been, he was only out for like three weeks. Is that what they say? Like, don't they tell you how long he's out? 
Oh, unconscious in yeah. Rivendell? Um, it's a few days, isn't it? I don't remember. I feel like it's weeks. Well, we'll find out next we year. We will find <laughs> out next year. Or the next time I pick up the book and actually go look it up. Yeah. Which, you know, should be tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> but because they changed everything yeah, like th movie-wise versus book-wise, like picking up the book wouldn't really help you. This entire section of the book from about from halfway through two weeks ago through the rest of this week and next week is completely different. Yeah. Which we will talk about on Friday. Yes. I will talk about a specific instance in which it is very different on Friday. Friends, it is Tom Bombadil week. It is. I'm going to talk about Tom Bombadil this week. Tom, on Friday. Tom Bombadil week. Be ready. I'm ex like, it's kind of cool that we finally got to like where he kind of should be. Tom Bombadil week. <laughs> Because I adore Tom Bombadil. Yeah. He's, I mean, there's he's there for like a chapter and a half. Yeah. That's a long chapter. Yeah. And a half. Yeah. And then he saves them at the end of another chapter. Yeah. So we will... He'll... he'll I believe during Weathertop especially, it'll come... He'll come back. Yeah, I'll talk about him again when we get to Weathertop. Yeah. Which because... is not for... And I'll talk about him again in Brie. Right. Yep. Because there's a very specific reason that Tom Bombadil is important. <laughs> that that section of the book is important. We'll get there. And it's a very nerdy, nitpicky, specific reason. I mean, that's kind of but why we're doing this. that's what we're here for. Is, is Tom Bombadil your sole reason for doing this podcast? No. <laughs> no. But he's up there. But he's up there. <laughs> It's like, it's the biggest thing to talk about. To me, it's like one of the biggest things to talk about in this first movie is the absence of Tom Bombadil. Yeah. So. Just like in the second movie. Expect. Stay at him. Expect. <laughs> yeah. Expect a. Uh, Ex expect something of a rant on not, Friday. Not quite a 40. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I can talk for a while. Yeah. But. Tom Bombadil is an especially interesting part of this mythos to me. <laughs> Save it for Friday. I know. It's hard. It's taking so much. Anyway, I love Marion Pippin, and I'm excited that they're here now. <laughs> Marion Pippin, they're the, uh, the, uh, our Abbott and Costello. Yeah. You know, who's on cabbage? Who's on carrot? Or, uh, or Lucy and Ricky. <laughs> so, who's Lucy and who's Ricky? <laughs> well, who's the one with the accent? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Mary does have the curly hair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with, like, physical comedy pairs. Mary, I'm home! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, that's fantastic. Anyway. <laughs> I think that I think that wraps up Minute 53 for us. <laughs> <laughs> Two more days till Tom Bombadil. <laughs> you can find us online at DuelingGenre.com. Email us, contact at LordOfTheRingsMinute.com. Twitter at L-O-T-R Minute. Tumblr, L-O-T-R Minute.tumblr.com. You can find us on Facebook, where we have a Facebook page and a listener group, which you can like and join, respectively. You should give us a five-star review on iTunes. iTunes. <laughs> on iTunes, if you've got a little bit of time, is that is a great way to help a podcast find more footing. If you like Doctor Who, you should listen to Cassandra and our previous guests, Scott and Nick, on The Doctor's Companion, where they're talking about classic Who for the most part right now. 
and Classic Who's pretty cool, except when it's lame, and even then it's still kind of cool. Uh, not this past week. <laughs> or this upcoming week, rather. I'm talking it up. God. Anyway, <laughs> Scott and Nick also host Back to the Future Minute. The three of them are producers, writers, directors for Geek by Night, an audio drama, which is pretty cool, about a bunch of nerds that own a comic shop and gain superpowers. And the newest addition to the dueling genre family is Harry Potter Minute. You should give them a listen as well. If you like wizard fights. If you like wizard fights, there are some better ones than Harry Potter. Not by much. <laughs> well, there's, there's, yeah, I, I would disagree, but it's fine. <laughs> and wizards fighting things, that is a little better. At least compared to what we, at least compared to wizard fight. Yep. And if you've got a little bit of time and some money to support Dueling Genre, you can find us on Patreon at DuelingGenre.com slash support if that's your thing. We also have a one-time donation button, and there will be merch. There's merch for other things on Dueling Genre. We're working on it. And we will have merch. (laughs) Eventually. Hopefully for Christmas. And as always, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. Have a good Wednesday. Wednesday. Bye.